Hey listeners, do I have an event for you? Billings American Legion is putting on their annual Hall of Fame dinner April 9th at the Doubletree Hotel. Join us for a night of fun honoring current and past Legion ballplayers. All proceeds go right back to the program. More information to follow, but you want to be sure to mark this date. This year's Hall of Fame class is truly amazing. You can follow their stories here on our podcast and then meet them in person at the Hall of Fame dinner. They are an inspiration to all. Thank you and for your support. Hello, welcome to Wide Left Sports. Today, I am joined by former Royals coach, Gary Aldrin. Gary, how are you doing this morning? Well, I'm doing great, Mitch. Uh, sunny, nice day here in Texas, and uh, it varies just like the weather does in Montana. Yeah, it's sunny here this morning, but it's still a little cold. We've got that typical March winter storm rolling through right now. By the end of the week, it's supposed to be 50, 60, so we're okay. <laughs> Well, back in the day, this is about the time we started uh, practicing for, you know, the spring season. We'd get out as soon as the state basketball tournament was over, which is, I know, is coming up there. Uh, yeah. We'd be outside. And some days there'd be a foot of snow. Some days it was 55 and sunny. You just never know. Right. No, they pushed that back. Um, they're starting end of March now. Mm-hmm. To kind of avoid snow. <laughs> Well, I think they have their tryouts in the fall, so that yes, that, they do. So, yes, for sure. So, you know, talking to you the other day, I found out you had a lot of history in the game of baseball. So, why don't you just kind of run me through everything you've done in life in regards to the game of baseball? Well, um, I grew up in the area around, kind of around where Old Cobb Field and Dealer Park is now. Played little league at Lissa. Uh, I was fortunate to uh, have lots of kids in our neighborhood and everything that were some real good ball players. Uh, Joe McIntosh, who made it to the major leagues, was uh, one of the guys that uh, I played a lot with in Little League. Um, a whole bunch of guys. So baseball was was easy. We used to sneak into Cobb Field and climb over the fence and do stuff uh, when I was a little kid. Uh, the groundskeeper wasn't too happy about that, but we soon figured out that when he left for lunch, we would hop the fence and go in there and play. And then somebody would signal he's here, and then we'd scramble out of there like a bunch of rats running from the light. So uh, that was fun. Um, gosh, I played uh, Legion baseball in 68, 69, and 70 for the legendary Ed Bain, uh, one of the great experiences of my life. Uh, we had some very, very good teams advance the regional championships. Uh, unfortunately, we didn't win it. Probably should have, but we didn't. And uh, then I went on and played a little college football and baseball at Montana Tech. Uh, then many, many years of uh, highly competitive slow pitch softball. I know Randy Walter played a little of that too. Um, I met once again, it was kind of like a second career of uh, being a teammate for all of uh, the guys that I met. Still have great relationships with so many of them. And then I got uh, uh, the good fortune to be able to coach uh, the Billings Royals in 97, 98, and 99. Uh, it's when Randy played for me. Uh, gosh, that was uh, 
a very, very satisfying, fulfilling time. Lots of fun, a lot of great kids, a lot of great parents. Um, and then a few years after that, I general managed the program for a couple of years. Uh, that was also great experience, a lot of learning on the fly there. And, uh, you know, since then, the time has just flown by. And now I play lots of golf, although not as well as I would like. And uh, I'm pretty happy. I've got, I'm down here in Texas because my daughter lives here. Uh, my grandkids are all here. And so, you know, life is good. Oh, that's great to be able to be close to all your family, for sure. For sure. So, you know, you mentioned Randy, and he's a Hall of Famer this year. How cool is it to have him be inducted into the Legion Hall of Fame? Well, it's uh, it's a sense of pride for me just because I know him and I know his family and they're great people. You know, his mom and dad, Paul and Elizabeth, are just wonderful people. And his sisters uh, got to know them a little bit. They were great athletes and good citizens and all that kind of stuff growing up. And, uh, you know, they've uh, always been very welcoming for me. Um, by the way, his mom makes the best rolls in the world. Uh, but uh, no, it, it's very satisfying to see Randy do so well. Uh, he, I knew he was gonna be successful. He just, he had the drive and tremendous athletic ability. Um, he's the kind of kid that he could have played football for almost anybody in the country. He could have played baseball for almost anybody in the country. We had scouts beating down the door his senior year. Uh, he wanted the, the, the people at Huntley Project wanted him to run track. But, you know, you can't be two places at the same time. We had all these games scheduled in May when track season was. And I had all these scouts from all over the country and college recruiters coming in to see him play. Well, those games are at the same time that the track meets are going on. So I was uh, under the gun a little bit you know, for that. But other than that, everything worked out great. He's just a wonderful, wonderful guy. Oh, that's awesome. So, you know, I mean, you've had a long career playing and coaching and being general manager and just everything. What are some of your favorite memories of all your times in the Legion program here? Well, I would say number one is all the teammates that I met from the time that I played. I uh, still have a lot of good, close relationships with those guys. Uh, we won a couple of state championships. Um, we had, I believe, my senior year, we had 11 guys on that team either sign pro contracts or get Division I scholarships, baseball wow. scholarships of some kind. That's a lot. Dang. And, uh, you know, we had guys, gosh, we had uh, Ty Payne and Joe McIntosh and Lonnie Funk. They all went to Washington State. Uh, we had a bunch of guys go to Wyoming. Uh, I had a scholarship to the University of Arizona. I didn't end up going there. Uh, we had, you know, guys that played all over in the state of Washington. Got a couple guys that played for the Grizzlies back when they had still had Division One baseball. Um, guys that played uh, junior college ball and then went on and signed played pro, played pro ball. So we were lucky. That was back in the days when all the teams were one at uh, the post four team. So mm -hmm. that of course gives you an advantage. If you can imagine, if you put the Royals and the Scarlets together, they would be even more competitive. Oh yeah. It would be really good to have them both together. But sadly, Billings is a little bit too big now. 
for sure. So, um, you know, you mentioned that um, you had a lot of players go to colleges and even the pros um, after high school. What was your role in that as a coach? Well, I didn't have, you know, when I was a coach, I didn't have a, a big role in that simply because I was new at it. Uh, it's been the first time I had ever coached anything. And so I didn't have the contacts, you know, like Ed Bain used to or Dennis Maggart. Uh, from the Scarlets or like Adam Hoos would have now. Those guys mm -hmm. have been around. They've developed relationships with, with collegiate programs. Um, I didn't have that. So it was a little bit more up to the kids. And I wish I could have helped them more. But, you know, who was I? Uh, you got to develop some trust with those people. But Randy stood out like he would anywhere. I mean, he is just he was just such a talent. I'd I've never been around a kid that could run that fast for that mm -hmm. size. I've never been around a kid that could run that fast, period. But for his size, he was very swift. I believe that Gene Stevenson, the coach at Wichita State, told me that they had him electronically timed in the 40 at 4.39. Okay. Wow. And I know that I had him hand timed in the 60 in high school at 6.6. .6. Okay, wow. that's that's a fast guy. That's you know that natural national collegiate track caliber, not world class, but national caliber. He's a fast kid. And yeah, big and strong, and uh, coach's dream. You know, he he wanted to learn. He he wanted to be good. Came from the small town, and I'm sure he was a little unsure at, at first, but he fit right in. Les Roar, who was uh, my pitching coach that year, you know, and he passed away a few years ago, but. Uh, Big Lester was a great guy, you know, played for the New York Mets and everything. And he was just enthralled by Randy. And he says, this kid has got it. And uh, anyway, you know, he never did make it to the big leagues, but uh, there's, you know, circumstances that kept that from happening and everything too. Right. But I mean, he made it to AAA. That's farther than most of the world is going to say that they made it in baseball, making it all the way to AAA. That's for sure. Yeah. Thanks for him. And you know, the best part about this interview for me is I've known Randy since I was, well, my brother's known, been around him since he was like nine, he's 19 now. So for 10 years, Randy is the most humble person I think I've ever met in my life. You would never know that he is who he is. No, he's, uh, he's very grounded. A lot of it comes from his upbringing, but he's just such a good person. Um, I'm anxious to go and see his kids, his young boys, his, you know, his daughters are grown up now. I think they're going to the University of Nebraska. And uh, uh, I was hoping to get to meet Randy there the last year or two, but with the pandemic and everything, you know, kind of put a kibosh on some of that stuff. But um, yeah, it's, you know, he's just an easy guy to talk to. He's always been fun. We played a little bit of golf together. Uh, you should see him hit a golf ball. I can only Wait. imagine. Yeah. But, uh, no, it's, you know, he was just, he was just an, he was an easy kid to coach because he wanted it. Oh, that's so cool. So, you know, you mentioned your story. We were talking a little bit before this, the story at Wichita State with the foul ball. Run me through that a little bit because that was a really cool story and I want to be sure to have this in there. Well, uh, I was there and I think it was for the Missouri Valley Conference Championships. I can't remember for sure. Uh, I think it was his, maybe his junior year, and 
I was standing up in the stands talking to a scout from the Detroit Tigers. And he was talking to me, asking me about Randy. And I, we were talking and Randy was out playing center field. And all of a sudden, Pop Fly comes out, uh, kind of a big looper up into the stands. And I'm standing there with this guy and I reached out with one hand and right in my palm, I just lucked out, okay? Caught it right in my palm, snatched it out of the air. And there was a big crowd there for that. It kind of gave me a little ovation and everything. <laughs> Stung my hand like crazy, but I don't know how I caught it. But uh, Randy said after the game, he says, was that you that caught that ball? And uh, yeah. And he said, well, you still got it, coach. You know, still got that good hand-eye coordination. And But right before that game, uh, there was a rain delay and I had gone back to my hotel, killed some time. Then I was coming back to the game. Well, they started it up a little bit earlier and I could tell the game was started as I drove into the parking lot, tried to get into the, uh, you know, into the ballpark. Mm -hmm. And all of a sudden this tremendous cheer goes up and everything. And sure enough, just as I walked in and everything, Randy had just hit a grand slam in the championship game and I missed Oh my it. gosh. So, uh, you know, I fell short on that one. Uh, but I went and visited him a couple times when he was at Wichita State. Got to talk quite a bit with his, uh, with the legendary coach Gene Stevenson there. And uh, I don't know, it was, uh, that, that was something really fun for me too, to see a kid succeed, uh, you know, and go to the regional, you know, the NCAA regionals and all of this. And, um, and, and it was a good time. For sure, definitely. So have you been able to make it back to any Royals games, you know, in the last few oh, years? Oh, well, not in the last couple of years. Um, but typically I have over the years a lot and always really enjoyed it. It's a little different now at Dealer Park than it was back in the old days at the old Cobb. But, mm -hmm. uh, you know, that's, that's a good thing. Um, uh, you know, the kids are, they still get after it just like they did, but mm -hmm. you know, a kid like Randy Walter doesn't come along very often, you know, a kid no. that's six one, six two, two hundred 225 pounds that can run like the wind. We don't get too many kids like that. Uh, that's why he had so many offers to play football and inquiries there. Um, I talked to one of his teammates one time, Derek Decker, that played offensive guard for the Montana Grizzlies in football. And I knew Randy was, you know, the Grizzlies were interested in him uh, to play football. And I asked Derek one day, I says, well, what position do you think Randy would have played if he'd have gone to Montana and played football? And he looked me right in the eye and he said, anything he wanted. <laughs> yeah, probably. Yeah. And so, you know, and that's a true statement. He could have played safety, running back, linebacker, receiver, anything, you know. And so, and I, I have another little story about when he was in high school, when he was playing football. Uh, I think it was Huntley Project against Shepard. And it was Randy's junior year. And a kid named Dusty Couts, who was one of the better players for Shepard, ended up transferring to Huntley the next year playing as a teammate of Randy. But anyway, when he was a junior, the scouts kid was a running back. He was pretty stout, uh, good kid and everything. And Randy played safety. And I'm standing on the sidelines and there was a play on the outside and Randy came out, came from the safety position and he hit this dusty couch so hard. I honestly, I thought he killed it. 
he knocked him he knocked him head over tea kettles and i can't believe it couch got up you know kind of staggered back to the huddle and i said wow this kid can play some football i've never seen anybody in high school get hit that hard so that was that was fun to watch that's awesome so you know every coach kind of has their thing that they really want to instill in their team what was your thing that you really really wanted to you know instill in every single team that you had uh i think about uh, i think the main thing was uh being a good teammate i think that to be a good coach you have to be a good teammate also but the kids, I wanted them to have the same experience that I had having these, uh, all these good teammates because it lasts for a lifetime. And the other thing was probably was the work ethic and attention to detail. Uh, I was a detail-oriented guy. We worked on a lot of things. that That's why we practice so much because you got a lot to cover. Mm-hmm. And uh, so the attention to detail and the team, the, the team aspect of it was the most important uh, you know, baseball has been around for over a hundred years. You, you're not going to reinvent the wheel as far as what you teach. It's right. how you teach it. So that was fun. That's awesome. So I see in the back there, there's a little award it looks like that's in the state of Montana. What's the story behind that? Yeah, it is. It's uh, I got a, a coach of the year award one year. Um, actually, it was my first year and I think they had pity on me because I'd never coached before. And then we did have a pretty good year. We lost in the state championship, but uh, uh, maybe that they wanted to get me off their back or something and, you know, appease me. I don't know. <laughs> I was all going to be given coach of the year. And <laughs> yeah, well, I was known to be, you know, pretty old school and uh, vocal and all that kind of stuff. But I always like to say that I was 90% sugar and 10% vinegar. And I still have to be, that's the way you got to do it. So. That's awesome. All right. So now hearing that you had a little bit of, you were a little bit of a talker. Was there ever a time where you almost got tossed? That I almost what? Got booted from the game. Oh yeah. Uh, you know, I never thought that would happen. Uh, we got, uh, oh, I had an argument one year where, let's see, I think it was against the Scarlets, and we were in the field. Our pitcher struck out the final batter of the inning, and the ball kind of hit the ground. Anyway, uh, I'm yelling at my catcher to throw it to first base. Uh, he's for some reason not paying any attention. The batter takes and walks back to the uh, to the dugout, puts his bat away, and the people are in his dugout are yelling, "Run to first base! Run to first base!" So the confusion lasts for about thirty seconds, and all of a sudden the kid runs to first base, and they give him first base. After he'd gone to the dugout, basically and retired right. himself, I went ballistic. Okay. <laughs> I went out there and was arguing with the umpire. And next thing you know, I'm throwing my hat on the ground and I'm kicking up dust and everything like that. So I get the boot and rightfully so. And uh, Steve Herbert was the umpire back then. He's also a good friend of mine. And he says, I had, I had to do it. You know, I had, I had to run you. And so, but that wasn't the only time it happened. I remember another time we were playing and Les Roar uh, was one of my assistants 
And big less, I mean, he had hands look like a, uh, a bunch of giant bananas, okay? Oh, Just a big guy. But anyway, uh, I got tossed out of the game for, I don't know, arguing balls and strikes, which you can't do. And so Les takes over. Well, the umpire kept obviously calling it like we didn't see it. And so I'm down in the locker room because then you have to leave. Okay. Right. Well, I'm down gathering my stuff and I hear kind of a cheer go up. The next thing I know, down comes Les down the steps into the locker room. He got tossed too. Okay. So now I got Chaz Ackerman as my, he's kind of like my graduate assistant coach. And so he's running the team. Well, anyway, Les is, he's pissed about this. So he goes, you got a hammer? Where I go? Yeah, why? So I go over to my desk, get a hammer, hammer, and he sees these great big old 16 penny nails. And he goes to the umpire's locker room, which is right next to ours. And he takes and bang, 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 and nails their door shut. Now I had, we better get out of here. You know, and so we race out of there and then we're around the other side of the ballpark looking through the gate and everybody can see us over there. Well, as, as it turns out, the kids rally, they win the game, all is over until the umpires go to try to get into their locker room. Uh, of course, we flatly denied that. I had nothing to do with it, but less, you know, but anyway, we denied it and stuff, but they, they knew what happened. And uh, so that was just a couple little adventures of me losing my cool a little bit happened now and then. Hey, that has to happen. And sometimes, I mean, like you said, your team rallied and won. Sometimes that's a uh, help to have your manager booted. I don't know what it is, like a morale boost or something. Well, both both of those games, we ended up winning. Um, and, I, and you know, it did. It, it was one of those times where we needed a little spark and uh, maybe it worked out. You know, it could have just as easily gone the other way. And then I really would have looked foolish, but uh, wouldn't be the first time that's happened either. So. So you mentioned that one of those was against the uh, Scarlets. What was it like to coach in that rivalry? Because, I mean, it's a huge rivalry, probably the biggest in the state. It was, first of all, it was a privilege to do it because we never had the Royals and Scarlets when I played. You know, we were, we played everybody else, but uh, we pretty much had our way with everybody in the state. But the Royal Scarlets game was, we had six or seven of them every year. Mm-hmm. not including if we played each other in state and to us it was the most important game of the year at least it was to me and I tried to instill that to the kids because I said hey this is bragging rights you played little league and juniors and everything against all of these kids and, you know most of my kids were from senior and Skyview uh, most of west kids were from west few from central and so mm-hmm. you know, a great rivalry there um, I we we used to try to throw our best guy uh, for a couple of years. It was Casey Austin every year against those guys. Randy threw against him sometimes his uh, senior year. Um, we wanted our good guys out there because we wanted to win that game. And um, fortunately for us, uh, the th- three years that I coached, we did real well uh, against them. I don't know exact record, but we, uh, I'm sure we never lost more than two in a year to them. And so felt pretty good about that. Usually won four or five uh, each year. So 
that's pretty dang good. <laughs> For sure. So what advice do you have to, you know, the baseball players now that are in the game? Um, enjoy the, I would say, you know, enjoy this time. It goes by fast. Their parents make a lot of sacrifices for them to play. It costs a lot of money. A lot of money has to be raised in order to make the Billings American Legion program function. Uh, it's one of the class programs in, uh, in the United States. Uh, enjoy their time and pay attention to the details because that's what is going to make you a better player. Um, work hard and practice. Uh, what's the old adage? Uh, like Tiger Woods said in his Hall of Fame induction, he said, uh, practice hard, play easy. And that's pretty much how it works. Uh, we used to practice really hard so that uh, the kids would feel confident when they when they played. Okay. Uh, yeah, you know, Ed Bain told us one thing. He said, one of the reasons that we work so hard in practice, this is back when I played, is that you guys are going to feel like you deserve to win, that you deserve to win. And I tried to bring that same attitude uh, to Randy, to all the kids that, that, that I coached. Uh, and, you know, sometimes you're more successful at it uh, than others. Uh, some kids buy in a little bit better than others. But, you know, for the most part, uh, I think most of the kids took positive experiences away from the program. And uh, that's, you know, you look back on it in hindsight, that's what's really important. For sure. Well, hey, Gary, I just want to thank you so much for taking your time to do this with me. It's great to hear your story of coaching. Great to hear stories about Randy that he would never tell me <laughs> or anybody for that matter. And it just is great to meet you. And I can't wait to meet you in person at the Hall of Fame dinner. Well, I sure enjoyed it. I'm going to look forward to seeing him. I, I usually see him when I come up to Billings uh, each year. At least we have lunch or something. But he's busy. You know, he's got a business to run. He's got, uh, you, you know, young boys that he's busy with. And I don't know if he still instructs uh, at the hitters club or what, but, you know, he was pretty heavily involved in that. So it'll be nice to touch base with him and uh, uh, we'll do a lot of chatting. I'm looking forward to seeing you and meeting you in person uh, at the, at the dinner on like April 9th, I believe it is yeah. and stuff. So I will be in town that whole week and playing golf, watching the masters and seeing my buddy, Randy. Hey, that sounds like a great week to me. <laughs> All right. Well, hey, thank you so much, Gary, and you have a great rest of your day. Mitch, thank you so much. Uh, I'm going to go check out these other podcasts that some of the other guys that uh, done, uh, Benjamin and uh, uh, Jeff Earn. Uh, he was a coach. He, he got his coaching start, I believe, as an assistant for the Blue Jays uh, my first or second year. Uh, and he has gone on to be a very successful educator uh, yeah. at Billing Senior and uh, everything. So it'll be nice to see him. I haven't seen him for over 20 years. So yeah, be... I still have to. I have to schedule his interview. They have state basketball this weekend, so I'm kind of waiting until after state to schedule his because I know he's busy with that. So <laughs> well, I'm going to depend on you to order up some good weather here for the first two weeks of April when I get back. Okay. 
you know what, let's hope. Usually April's pretty good in Billings. Billings is kind of the warm spot of Montana, thankfully. So, <laughs> Well, we all know how it changes. And I'm, hey, I was a lucky kid to be able to grow up there. And I spent almost entire my life, my entire life there, except for the last five years since I moved to Texas. So I love to come back and visit and we'll continue to do so. Awesome. Well, hey, thanks so much for your time, Gary. It was great to meet you over Zoom and I can't wait to meet you in person. <laughs> All right. Hey, th thanks, Mitch. When you get this all done, send me a copy or a link to it, okay? Will do. Have a great rest of your day. All right. Thanks, buddy. Take care. You too.